You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. And I would say, like, within the last year, the Most High has really opened my eyes to, like, so much. I was, you know, I say truly walking, but when I think about it, I wasn't truly walking because I was just, like, following men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, whatever, you know, like, whatever men would tell me uh, as far as, like, a teacher. I just thought he knew it all. And Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I've been, like, reading for myself, and I've been seeing, like, a lot of things. Um, I recently just wrote a children's book. So I'm excited really? about that. Okay, okay. Yeah. What's your book about? <laughs> um, it's I, I, like our children that are Israel that are in the public school system. I feel like they go through a lot, and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't really know how to um say no or you know like dialogue with other children as far as like activities that they can or can't do. Mm-hmm. So my book is about a little girl named Sanaya, and she's an Israelite. And there's certain things that, you know, certain different things that her friends ask her um, to do and she can't do. So she's always telling them no because they're always asking her to do things that she can't. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, her friends think that she's just this mean little girl until they start asking her different questions. And then she starts explaining to them, you know, why she doesn't do certain things and basically like teaching them at the same time. And then, you know, they realize like, oh, wow, you know, she's not really mean. You know, this is mm-hmm. just something that, you know, she believes in and stuff like that. So, Hey, that's amazing because I know a lot of times our kids, you know, are like, oh, what can we not do? And what can, why we can't do this? We can't. But really, it's like, you're glorious. You're chosen. You're amazing. There are plenty right. of things we could do. Knowing that you're, you're chosen is like the greatest information that you could obtain in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people don't know who they are. They're still lost in the sauce, but we do. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. And I, you know, sometimes I just like, wow, you know, when you think back on your life, you know, things that you did mm-hmm. when you weren't in the truth that you just the grace and the mercy that the most high has, you know, shown. I know for me, it's just like unbelievable. Cause I'm like, I'm just filthy. But even when I wasn't walking with him, you know, he was walking with me and it's just, it's just very humbling. I'm just so grateful. What brought about the change in your life that, um, you know, made you come to that realization that we are God's chosen? Well, I guess back in 2011, my boy's dad, like he found out that he was, um, well, he started reading the Bible, but the most I had to humble him because uh, he lost his job and he loved that job. And he's just always, you know, just all about money, money, money. And, you know, the most I took that job away from him and he just started studying and reading. And then he would tell me little stuff here and there. And, you know, the things that he would tell me to do, I stopped it. Mm-hmm. But then I would say like around four years ago, I was actually studying something else. And this guy that was doing the um, the lessons, he was always like, you know, everything, everything is done. Everything is taken from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that we do comes from the Bible. 
And he was always talking about the Sabbath fish, the Sabbath fat. I'm like, what is this? So that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take a day. I'm really going to try to study this and figure this out mm-hmm. and see how, you know, how the most I really feels about this. And that's what I did. And once I took that time and I studied and I'm like, oh, wow, this, you know, this is really the day. Mm-hmm. It was it for me. I was like, that's it. I think it was just that fear. <laughs> okay, okay. Like when you really found out who he is, it's like, okay, no, I, I can't play anymore. I've, I've played long enough. It's time to stop and get it together. I feel you. That, that makes sense. Did you grow up from like a Christian background, Muslim, atheist? What what kind of background did you grow up with? As? No, my mom, my mom was never, my mom like never really was like a church person at all. My grandmother, however, um, she had been in church her entire life. Mm-hmm. But as for me, no, I didn't grow up with like any particular background. I identified as a Baptist, mm-hmm. but I never really went. The only times I would go to church was like with my grandmother. And that was like, there is just like sparingly. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, like, I remember being like 10 years old, like always trying to read the Bible. Like, that's just weird to me when I think back on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as far as like really like going to church, you know, I wasn't raised like that. It was like the most high was trying to draw the uh, light to you. You know, that's our book. That's our yeah. history book. Like nothing can keep us from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. Yeah. I, I used to grow up in a religious background. Uh, my parents were uh, 70 Venice and stuff. But, you know, I was in church and I always felt like there was a void still, like something was wrong. Like, why am I bowing down and praying and singing to this dude? that doesn't look like me. And I'm reading in the Bible about not bowing down to statues and stuff and images, but they do it in church. You know, like I I didn't put two and two together. So Henry's story is interesting because, you know, a lot of people have uh, similar experiences where they like drawn to the Bible and they don't know why. And then all of a sudden they (laughs) actually go in the book and they're just like, hold up, this is talking about black folks. (laughs) Yes. So with you, with you growing up as a seven-day Adventist, like, do you feel like um, it was an easier transition for you, being that they already, like, don't do certain things already? Actually, yes. To be honest with you, um, it did pique my interest in spiritual things. Um, I would say yes in the sense of they have a... Uh, uh, minus the white supremacy. <laughs> they uh, do have an interest in, like, prophecies and... Um, you know, keeping the Sabbath day and stuff like that. But it was like a mixture because my folks, they're from the islands and they didn't partic- participate in like the Easter and the Christmas and the, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and all that crap, right? Well, well, actually, back folks love Thanksgiving. So scratch the Thanksgiving, they were doing that. But everything else, <laughs> <laughs> everything else, it was just like, no, it's pagan. You know what I'm saying? But even though I, I catch them slipping, they still be saying Merry Christmas to people. But that's because they have become Babylon- Babylonianized, you know, Americanized. So the American churches did, you know, celebrate all these you know, customs while the uh, Levite, you know, Haitian churches, they, they didn't partake in it. Okay, so you're Haitian? I'm Levi. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's, there's a difference. But how do we know? How do we know now? How do we know what I went? I went back and looked it up. I went back and looked up. Um, I went, see, you know, in um, Job 8 and 8, right? It says, prepare yourself for the search of your father's. So I went back and looked up stuff. I looked up my um, my last name first, and I was like, hold up. 
this last name is a French slave trader that has an airport named after him and took slaves from uh, Maritania, uh, Mozambique, Ghana, Nigeria. Like, I was digging deep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And so then when I looked up ancient maps of, like, Ghana and Nigeria, I saw on those maps, it, there were Levite cities and there were uh, Judite cities. You know what I'm saying? So specific, like one area was called the Kingdom of Judah. Another area was like called the Levitical city. And I saw that many of my ancestors were taken from there and brought to the island of Haiti. So yeah, it ain't, it ain't something we just pick, you know, pick, pick a number out of a hat. No, we, we actually go back and study <laughs> it and look at, you know what I mean? Like that's how we know. And I'll give an example. When you think of the ancient Levites in the Bible, right? What were they responsible for? Animal sacrifice, right? They were responsible for the temple service and all of that, right? So when our ancestors went into idolatry, they were still sacrificing animals, but it was going to false deities now, to Baal and Ashtaroth, to Wonder Woman, Superman, to these Catholic uh, deities now, these Catholic saints. You know, they was mixing these quote-unquote African deities with Christian de Christian saints. And what do we call it today? We call it voodoo. So they're still sacrificing animals. They're still doing it Levitical customs, but they're doing it on the left hand instead of the right hand. So these little, you know, traditions and common sense kind of things go over people's head because they don't really examine it or critical critically look at it. But I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. The Bible says we went into idolatry. The Bible says that the Levites were responsible for animal sacrifice. And you got a group of folks on the island right here still sacrificing animals, but to idols. Hmm. I think they might be Levitical priests or something. <laughs> <clears throat> Does that make sense? That's interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's what I did. I, I came into the truth. Uh, I started reading the Bible in 2009, actually, after a spiritual encounter. I uh, witnessed a relative that actually had a spirit on him. You know, um, he was sick at the time. And, you know, we were getting doctors and all these professionals that were saying, oh, he's suffering from catatonia. He has some sort of psychological disorder. No, nah, we don't got that in our family. That don't, mm -mm, no, mm -hmm. we're not claiming that. But he was really tripping. <clears throat> He couldn't eat by himself. He couldn't sleep by himself. Couldn't bathe himself. Only time he was calm was when he was um, listening to the Bible or listening to gospel music. So one day he came mm -hmm. to my room and he was like, bro, every time I look in the mirror, I see shadows. I was like, hmm, what? Nigga, what you talking about? Get out of my face with all of it. Stop it. No. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's in the room. Like I went to the bathroom to look. I didn't see nothing in the mirror. So I come back to the room, dude laying face down on the ground, right? can't get up. I'm like, what's going on with you? He got tears in his eyes. He's like, I feel like I got, bro, I feel like I got a, a, a elephant on my back. So I'm over here like, okay. I lift him up. I lay him on the bed. I look across to my room and something told me, yo, dust off the Bible. You need to read. So <laughs> I went and picked up the Bible and I don't know how I just knew this, but I just did. I laid my hand on his stomach and I started reading the book of Psalms. So now, I don't know if you ever read the book of Psalms. It's not a short book. <laughs> but I read from read chapter, whole... yep, I read from it's chapter like 100... one all That's the way to 150. And while I was reading, I was praying. Okay, so for 
two, three hours. I'm reading and praying, reading and praying, reading and praying. And what ended up happening was I realized that it was I wasn't dealing with a sickness. I was dealing with something spiritual. This dude started Ooh. shaking, shaking, shaking like he had a seizure. I'm freaking out. I'm calling it to the most. I'm like, yo, God, if you kill my brother, I'm going to give you all the praise. And the very next day, miraculously, dude was good. So now, if you really? come to that, yes, perfectly fine, like nothing happened, walking around, talking, smiling, joking, all of that. And I'm like, that was for me, because he he's still living in the world. That was for me, though. If you see with your own two eyes the manifestation of wickedness on the earth, meaning like demons or whatever you want to call it, interdimensional beings, whatever, you could only conclude, yo, God is real. If there's demons, then there's angels, then there's a God. <laughs> so I'm like, let me stop playing with this religious stuff and really like read the book, because that's what helped him. So when I started reading, I'm like, hold up. Jeremiah chapter 10, Christmas tree. Uh, God don't like that. I'm in church. They got Christmas trees. Okay, Jeremiah 44, queen of heaven, worshiping mothers and baskets and eggs and Easter. And that's a fertility goddess. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to do that either. So little by little, the most high was like showing me this church is full of shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know. So then that was 2009 leading up to like 2011, 13 or so. And I was like gradually moving away from modern religion, but sticking to the Bible. You feel me? So it wasn't until like yeah. 2013 I came across this YouTube video about slave ships, putting Bible verses and slave ships together. And tears is pouring out my eye. And I'm like, yo, the Bible talking about yeah. us. That's yeah. what led me into the truth. And, you know, been watching different uh, congregations here and there. Was with a uh, congregation for a little while, you know. But now I'm dedicated to uh, pushing the truth as much as I can on the podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. So I figured a lot of times when we uh, go outright and just be like, yeah, I'm a Israelite. Hey, I got Folks is just like, Back off. I don't I don't want so with my radio show, what I do is yeah. I kind of tone down the camp mode <laughs> mm -hmm. and just go into just teaching. Here's what the Bible says, here's what the world says. Here's my commentary on social topics that affect us. Here's what the Bible says concerning that. So that's pretty much what I do. Okay. Yep, yeah. So hopefully when you get an opportunity, you can check out the show and everything like that. Um Reason why I hit you up is I wanted to get your uh, perspective on a few things, you know, when it comes to um, modern religion, when it comes to modern society, as far as how our uh, women are taught how to conduct themselves and what you've learned so far in, in being an Israelite, how we can motivate our sisters to be modest, to be beautiful, to be uh, uh, good mothers, good wives, things of that nature. Does that sound like something you want to chop it up about? Okay, cool. Um, what uh, was your experience when you learned that you was an Israelite, and how did you uh, use it to in your life? What was my experience when I learned I was an Israelite? Well, I really, like, I tried to Google and find, like, all the scriptures that pertain to women, because once I found out, I'm like, wow, like, I'm, like, 
I'm a daughter of Zion. Like, I have to change, you know, like, how I dress. I used to dress, like, really skimpy and stuff like that. And I just realized, like, I'm really doing this, you know, for the attention of a man and just having the understanding that it's a worldly man. And if he's a righteous man, he's not going to, that's not going to attract him to me. So I really, I just Googled, like, all the scriptures. I tried to find lessons pertaining to that. And just, um, I threw away, like, all my uh, pants and all my, you know, like, skimpy little clothes. I went and bought a whole new wardrobe. And honestly, I can honestly I tell people, I'm like, um, I really felt differently. I felt more feminine. Um, at first, I thought it was going to be, like, so difficult because I was just so used to wearing pants. But I, I don't know. I really, I just felt more feminine. I felt more beautiful. Um, you know, like with wrapping my hair and stuff like that. I don't know. It just felt right, if that even makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Did you feel like you transitioned from just being regular to being, like how I say it is, you went from being regular to being a princess at the most high. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Did I? <clears throat> I'm trying to, because I don't feel like, I honest, I don't feel like I changed as like as far as how I interacted with other people or anything like that. Because I I feel like in that aspect I'm still the same person, but I don't know. You got me on the spot. You know how sometimes it says <laughs> "Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works." Um, mm-hmm. and glorify your father a lot of times you you show that you believe not just based on um your words but it's your actions you going and taking the time to do something as basic as i'm not going to wear clothing like street walkers you know what i'm saying and i'm going to dress mm-hmm. modestly i'm going to put on that dress look like you know tap into my femininity and you notice like, tell me if you ever noticed this. You ever noticed when you would go those days where you had a dress and you were looking all classy, you would walk up to the door and people just randomly open the door for you? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. I think it's a, I don't know, maybe standing out a little bit more. Or maybe they, they, see royalty. Maybe they view me. <laughs> you think? Yes. Do you think they see royalty? Listen, we were made to be kings, priests. We were made to rule the world, right? And when we walk in that dignity, people recognize it. This is what, whoa, this ain't a regular Negro right here. This one right here. Let me open the door for her because I, I want to make sure, you know, I'm a gentleman to this person. Like, but if it's a regular chick that look like a streetwalker, people are like, to hell with you. Open your own damn door. But that's that's how yeah. it is. That's how it is. When you know your value and your worth, people look at you with honor and integrity. That's what it is. So your light is shining by you keeping the law of Deuteronomy 22 and 5, which says that a man shouldn't wear what a woman wears and a woman shouldn't wear what a man wears, but something as simple as that. You get people opening doors for you, people are nice, people... I mean, I I remember one time I went to... This was back when I was married. I, I went to a, a hotel because we was having this big Passover event, right? 
And I was dressed to the T. I'm talking about boots shiny, had my uh, garment on, gold glittering, everything. You know, kids looking good, wife looking good, you know. And we walked into the hotel and the the we had two black, uh, 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 what do they call them? Uh, I don't want to call them Mattel. I can't remember. The, uh, the hospitality staff, right? They was like, yo, yo. I'm looking like, what's going on? Is there a celebrity here or something? I'm I'm looking around. They're like, yo. They were over here throwing up the sign. Yo, you look like Wakanda forever, son. They're like, yo, you look good. And I'm over here sitting there like, yo, we just getting ready for Passover, man. That's it. Yo, y'all look like royalty. They put up the Wakanda forever with the cross thing. They over there like, yo, can I take a picture with you? I'm over here like, what? Yeah, the hospital, the hospitality staff was so nice. They was like, yo, you're getting free valet. Like, let's get let's get your car. Let's bring it up for you so y'all could. I was like, yo, is this a wedding? Oh, like, what's wow. going on? Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh. Yeah, I'm telling you when 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 you uh uh <clears throat> tap into your royalty, right? When you tap into like that that uh uh Deuteronomy 7 and 6, knowing that you're chosen, people treat you different, people like look at you different. That yo, that ain't a nigga, that's not a slave, that's a that's a priest, that's a king, <laughs> that's a princess. That right there is, you know what I'm saying? So I, I would try yeah. to put my ex on it and be like, yo, you got to stay in royal form. You got to be on point. No, I, 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 no, I want to go back to the world. I want to wear pants again. I want to look like Tatiana Ali. Well, good luck with that. You're going to be charcoal. Good luck with that. <laughs> so um, for you, when you realized that you was Israel and you had to change, what were some of the challenges that you experienced in Knowing that you had to change, but you had like those different thoughts that would come to your head, or different people around you that was tripping. Like, what kind of, <sighs> yeah, what kind of uh, experiences you had in that area? Oh my gosh, I had so many. I had so many. Um, you know, change for a lot of people is hard. So, I mean, I had good experiences and also had really bad experiences. Um, a lot of bad experiences at work. Um, because I had a job where. I could basically, like, I would listen to lessons, like, all day, and I could still, you know, work. So I would have, like, my head wrapped. So people started coming up to me, asking me, like, you know, why why you got your head wrapped up like that? Like, Sabrina, what you, like, what, like, what you got, girl, you, I mean, you don't wear pants no more. Like, all you do is, and I'm like, yeah, you know, people were coming up to me, mocking me, making fun of me, um, you know, um, saying, like, well, why you can't, why you not participating? I used to be, like, the number one like decorator and party orchestrator as far as like holiday um like little gatherings and the potlucks and all that type of thing <clears throat> so they were used to me doing it but once I said no you know I don't celebrate those things anymore like I mean people really started like coming for me um people were upset by that so I and for me like I've always had like this respect thing so I always wanted, like, I have, I, if you did something to me, like, I wanted to do something to you. You came for me, I wanted to come for you. So that was, like, one of the hardest things. I still struggle with that as far as, like, you know, not reacting when I'm triggered with certain things. So just trying to, like, change my whole thought process and remember, you know, like, 
who I am and it's it's a struggle it's not easy at all so it's I I, I can't say that I fully changed I, I struggle you know from time to time especially with different different people coming at me from different angles um family mm-hmm. you know people that you think are close to you that mm-hmm. love you mm-hmm. they think you're crazy they think you don't you know you worshiping Satan because it's something that they've never heard even though mm-hmm. they've been in church their whole life and they claim to believe in the Bible but they never read it mm-hmm. so you know just different things like that it's just and it's, it's crazy hard. what you I, said because that's the truth like family members be looking at you funny but they don't realize mm-hmm. they're actually worshiping white supremacy right. and the deceptive uh, nature of the beast and we're the ones actually trying to adhere to the Bible so when you uh, said what you said like I had a cold shiver just jump over me because I remember in Jeremiah 2 it talks about not trimming your ways to seek love right a lot of times we love those that are around us, whether they're friends, family, co-workers, all of that. I think it's easier for men as opposed to women because, you know, women are a lot more sociable than men. But for uh, yeah. us, it's like, oh, you don't care what I... I don't care neither. I'm going to do me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trust in the most high. So I think for women, it's, it's a lot more of a challenge in the sense of being social entities you know, loving that camaraderie that you have doing the potluck and the Christmas and all that, you know, garbage in the world until you realize, yeah. hold up, we got way more holidays than they do. We got Passover, we got tabernacles, we got the Sabbath every week, you know what I'm saying, where we connect to the creator of all things, like once a week. I always saw it like this, right? We live in a 24-hour society, 24-7, the rat race. Wake up, lay down. Wake up, go to work, lay down. Wake up, get some kids, go over there, do this, go some grocery shopping, whatever, whatever. Go lay down, go to sleep, stand up, sleep down. It's like it doesn't end until that one day comes around where you're just like, I'm just going to chill. Sabbath. Yeah. To hell with everybody. I'm just going to chill. <laughs> Don't ask me for nothing. <laughs> You want to make some food? Oh, go get you a little peanut butter sandwich and some uh, some grapes and some... Uh, uh, we ain't cooking today. We chilling. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? All that. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great thing. And I'm glad that we have that because once a week, the creator says, hey, just breathe. Just chill. Like, And that helps with your mental health, believe it or not. Most folks... It really does. They running, they running, they running, they running, they running. No stop. No breaks, no rest. I'm like, hey, my weekend come around, don't ask me for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, don't trim your ways to seek love, folks, because, you know, once you realize that you're chosen, they're at a disadvantage. You actually have the advantage, sis. You know how the Bible says, what what advantage have the Jew? Much every way. (laughs) I focus on the much every way i'm talking about the best at singing the best at dancing connected to the creator walking up right like can't nobody try to you know excuse my french but shit on me because now i'm like super confident like you can't tell me nothing like i already thought i was the shit before the truth and now you telling me i'm the son of god now you t- I gotta be cocky now because these these nations been disrespecting my people for years and now I'll be like, no, God ain't chose you. Ha <laughs> ha. Be like that, uh, uh, you remember that uh, cartoon character in The Simpsons? That little bully? 
Anytime something happens, be like, ha ha, that's me right now. <laughs> you don't believe in the most so high? Deep. Ha ha. Good luck with that on Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said, you know, you said that you were already cocky before, but, you know, finding out who you are. Because a lot of people say, well, why does it matter? It matters because I have these black sons and they need to know that the greatest man that ever walked the earth looks like them. So they're going to walk a little, you know, walk a little straighter, stand up a little taller. It's very important. Extremely important. Imagine how much self-esteem our sons and daughters would have knowing that the son of God is a black man. Knowing that we're chosen. Knowing that we just not descendants of slaves, that our ancestors were kings right. and priests and all of that. Man, I'm right. telling you. If you don't believe you're you Israelite, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, if you black, you don't think you, if you don't know that we're actually literally the chosen of the most high, I'm sorry for you. Like, I don't know what to tell you because there's <laughs> nothing better. There's nothing better than that. Like you could be Christian, you could be Muslim. As soon as you say you're Israelite, everybody coming from your head. So that tell me I'm in the right direction. Right. Because you ain't exactly. had no problem with me when I was smoking, <laughs> when I was drinking, when I was partying, clubbing, acting a ass. You ain't had no problem with me. But as soon as I say, hey, that ain't right. We we need to get right. We need to have unity. We need to love one another. We need to have tender compassion towards each other. We got to stop with the baby mama, baby daddy, high divorce rate, STDs, gang, gang violence. Like, we're talking about all these things from a secular standpoint. And then when somebody says, yo, the Bible says this, this, this to fix it. Nah, no, uh, no, I don't. Bible, what you talking about Bible? I go to church. I'm a Christian. Right. <laughs> what? Right. But you don't want nothing to do with the book, the very instruction manual that's supposed to help you. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> it's sad though. It makes me sad. Like it really does because you know, um, we see like all this death, we see all these things that our people are going through on a daily basis. And, you know, they're hurting, they're in pain, and they're trying to understand like, why are these things happening? And you try to come to them like, look, let's read this book. And they're like, man, I don't got time. I want to. And it's like, this is the answer. Like, you're denying what we need like we need this book this is what we're supposed to live by it's just it's it's hard for me like I was just having a conversation with the sister like and she you know she told me she's like man don't get weary and well doing but it's it's hard because you're so passionate about the word and you know you just want you want everybody to live according to the most high word and it's just to see our people rejected and then you start thinking about you know, the possibilities of like what's going to happen to them because you just love your brother, you love your sister. And when you try to show them, they look at you as like you're the enemy because they don't view that as being, they don't view that as love. That's true because they, they don't understand the difference between righteous guidance and advice as opposed to criticism. You're given constructive criticism based on biblical morals and principles. You're telling them, hey, here's how we better ourselves as a nation. And instead, they hate him that rebukes and negates, just like it says in Amos 5 and 10. So me, initially, I used to feel like that because if I tell you some of the stories since that happened to me, just walking into the truth, you'll be surprised. You'll be like, whoa, that, whoa, really? But you know what I learned from it? 
I learned you can't get mad at charcoal. <laughs> if you know, right? Think about it. If you know that okay. you're going to have eternal life, that you're going to live forever, and when the Black Messiah returns, he's coming to scorch the earth. Those that are not in line with that, they're going to be walking charcoal. They're going to be burnt to a crisp. So I'm like, mm. I'll be asking myself, Afiel, are you going to get mad at charcoal? I'm like, yo, no, I can't, no. It, I mean, just like the Bible says, the wicked shall be ashes under the sole of your feet. What happened to charcoal after you burn it? It turned into ashes. Exactly. So I'm like, what I look like being mad at the ashtray? <laughs> I'd be like, yo, this is what the Bible say. I don't want to hear that Bible stuff. Okay, good luck with that. Good luck with, like, I don't usually talk about my personal business on the show, but my ex, right? I would try to guide her in the right way she, <laughs> she should go. She didn't want to mm-hmm. hear it. So she'd rather operate out of chaos. And I was just like, all right, cool. I mean, I was mad initially, but then after I thought about it, it was just like, hey, I love you, but if you don't love the most high, I can't love you. I can't deal with you. Simple as that. Simple as that. Mm. Just, hey, it don't matter if you, if I love you, it don't matter if you my kids, it don't matter if you my daddy, it don't matter. God above everything. Straight up. So did you give her time to try to get it together? Time? Oh, yeah. I, I gave plenty of time. Five, six years, seven mm-hmm. years? Yeah, that's plenty of time. <laughs> okay. That's plenty of time. It, it, you know, sometimes we don't operate out of patience, but I think I, I had uh, enough patience to to deal with it appropriately. But there's some things that you just got to let go, you know, without getting too sure. into it, because this is a, a, a show I'm going to uh, record. So without getting into too personal, but just, let's just say that she wasn't in line with biblical-based principles within the Ten Commandments. So um, when it, when it uh, in regards to promises and vows that are between God and men, we are to adhere to these things, especially in the context of marriage. But if one party decides to violate that vow, there's no going back. There's no... I can't be patient with it. It's like, no, that's part of the big 10. I can see if you do a little small thing, like, okay, you went to the store and you paid for something that was $12 and it was really like $13, but the person scanned it wrong and you went home and you thought about it. It's just like, oh, that was a lie. Oh, I should have went back and paid the right price. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's live. But big stuff? No. Mm-mm. No. No. <laughs> So when you when you came to that realization, right? So you came to the realization you were Israelite. You started to see the challenges of of walking in the faith. What are some of the triumphs as a sister motivating other sisters that you would give as far as our walk? Some of the triumphs? Yeah, some of the good things that you've observed. Okay. I remember, I remember, um, like I used to be on Facebook, like really heavy, like daily posting scriptures, um, you know, just different scriptures, different things, different topics, you know, every day. And I just felt like, 
okay, why am I even doing this? Like, nobody's paying attention. Nobody's looking at this. Nobody's responding. Nobody's reading this. Like, you're just wasting your time. I remember having that um, that thought one day, and out of nowhere, um, this girl that I used to went to school with, she messaged me on Facebook, and she was like, I know you don't know me, but I read your scriptures every day, and, you know, um, please don't stop. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, I'm, she's like, you probably feel like nobody's watching, but she's like, I'm reading and it's helping me. And I'm like, whoa, wow. Wow. And I told her, I was like, no, yeah, yeah. It, it was like the same day, like, like I'm not making this up. It was the same day I just had those feelings. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. No. She messaged me on Facebook and I was like, no, we went to school together. You know, um, we didn't have any classes. I think she's like a year older than me, but yeah. And I was like, wow. Wow. I remember um, this girl that I used to work with, she, we, we started out, we used to work out like every day and then, you know, doing working out. It's just, cause once you start reading the word, it just becomes you, like you don't even try. It's just like, it just comes out in your conversation, whether you try or not, just becomes a part of you. So, um, you know, we would talk about different things and the word would just come out of my mouth. And it got to a point where she just asked me, she was like, look, do you think that we could just start having Bible study during lunchtime? And I was like, okay. So we started having, you know, like Bible study and, you know, we're reading scriptures, we're studying. And um, I was trying to, she was telling me how she noticed that, you know, I don't wear pants and things like that anymore. And that she wanted to stop wearing pants and try to, you know, get in line with the, the scriptures and everything. And I'm like, okay, that's wonderful. So we went through that for like some time. And I just remember, I remember feeling like, okay, you know, like we've been talking about this for some time. When, you know, like, when are you going to do this? And I was like, you know what? I, For me, I start to get frustrated. Like once I feel like, okay, we've been doing this. When are you going to start like actually making changes? And I, I told myself, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm done. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I mean, she's not really, you know, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. I could be back working out. And again, like I had that thought. It was like on a Wednesday and like on a Sunday, she messaged me and she's like, hey, do you think we can go shopping for dresses and skirts? And I'm like, whoa. So there's been, you know, there's been things that, you know, the Most High has allowed me to see where um, people have come to me and they've told me that, you know, like I, I inspire them in some way, or, you know, they think I'm a strong sister in the word and things like that. And while they, while they think that they are, while they think that I'm, I'm helping them in a way, no, they're helping me. So it's just, it's a couple, some, those are a couple of examples of, you know, things that I've experienced. That's totally trying. amazing. That's that right there is some good stuff right there because it's always great when you can influence others to mm-hmm. walk in the ways of the creator. Because guess what you just did? You just got some uh uh crown on your crown, you got a couple stars <laughs> put into I that thing. Lot. You know what I'm saying? I need so, so much more. <laughs> oh man, hey, keep keep being positive to our sisters, <laughs> keep, do- keep doing that. That'll be your little uh your mission. 
to guide our sisters back to righteousness, focus on them. Focus on teaching them how to be better mothers, better better uh, sisters, better wives. You know, that's that's what the scriptures say to do. You know, Titus chapter two, uh, Proverbs thirty one. I know you know these scriptures. I'm preaching to the choir, but you know, those right. things get re 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 uh, examined. You know, walking in this walk and how um, you can implement it. One thing I've learned um, based on what you were saying is um, working on my patience in in instructing others. Because a lot of times you'll tell them stuff and they just like over the head. I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. No, no, that yeah. does not compute. But I realize sometimes you got to water that seed and mm-hmm. and allow it to grow. Some some seeds that you plant in someone, it'll grow and develop later on. And others, right. they're not gonna you know, desire for that nourishment. So it'll fizzle away. But I'll give an example. My younger brother, I told him that we would have chosen back in like 2014. And it ain't until after the pandemic, 2021, that he was like, yo, this Bible is real. We are Israel. Yo, you're right, bro. Oh, man, I got to start watching these classes. I got to read. Like, I read my Bible, and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm like, okay, okay. Now you're cooking with some, you're cooking with oil now. Okay, I see you, bro. You know? Yeah. So, you know, um, just that patience of, of, uh, Knowing that as long as you do good, you'll help others that they'll develop and and uh, uh, grow yourself, you know. So it encourages you to see the fruits of that labor. And something as small as just sitting down right. for an hour and talking about the Bible goes a long way. Gotta keep these laws Israel And the Lord said to Moses Rise up and teach all the people Tell them that this is your wisdom In the sight of the heathen And the Lord gave two tablets Write laws to govern the people But they were so damn evil Rebellious, stiff-necked people Captivity, aka ship slavery. We were not hawking, no, we were not here. We were not listening, no, we were not fear. We was the righteous and we was the kings. We was the priests, listen to clear. All the wicked lying, all the fornication, all the selling, hating, all the baby making, all the idolatries, all the seeds, airborne shares, all the bowels and bolocks and sacrifices to devils. Wake up, let's go home. Righteous in my zone. 12 tribes for the kingdom. It's coming, won't be long. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel, repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel, repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. Put off them shoes from your feet This holy grinds where you stepping No need your corner suggestion Raise up my people in seizure Break about that evil from Egypt Tell them remember my Sabbath You know they stiff neck inside it That's why the commandments in Exodus And again in Deuteronomy That's why we border the fringes Cause we forgetful of people 
Get slain for picking up sticks. Nowadays we picking up shit. Forget thou should not commit adultery. It was written in bricks. It's like a hit in the miss. I mean, you get what you give. Keep these commandments and live. Nowadays we minister hate like we forgot the wages of sin. We prophesied of the win. Pray that it bring them back in. I know that iron sharpen the iron, but I don't know nothing about sin. And the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the sons of The kingdom is here within The Lord said to Moses, it's time my people were free Give them the laws they should follow and let them know it's from me If they keep all my laws, they be the top of the tree But if they turn from my ways, I give them captivity And God said to Moses, teach all my laws to my chosen Put the women in dresses and have the men put on hosen When the new moon's approaching, make sure the trumpets are blowing Tell the women about children to help my people keep growing Said to Moses, when you see sin, take a notice. Remind them I saved them from all the curses and locusts. Separate from the nations so they can clearly have focus. They serve other gods and all their science is bogus. Teach them they should not steal. They have my people be roguish. They have to pay for their sins. Have them agree that they notice. If they turn from my laws, their every effort is hopeless. There is only one God, and that's a clear diagnosis. And God said to Moses, accept no witches' hypnosis To go into the world would be considered atrocious Have my women dress modest and keep them soft as a lotus With the knowledge of wise men and the beauty of roses Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in The Forefront Media, and you'll be able to get updates of uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, Please do share this show if you like the show, and we do hope that you do love this show. And uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel.